This is Recruitment Agency Ignition with Andy Whitehead. Helping you build your recruitment employment business fast. Fast, fast. Using digital and automation and one to many systems, tools, and inbound strategies. So welcome to today's Inner Circle Call, and the chances are, if you're watching this in the future, you're looking at this as one of the first sessions now. So one of the things I've not been happy with inside the Inner Circle is the um, members area and the workflow behind it. So there are two things that actually dictate the workflow for your business. The first is the actual strategies themselves, and secondly, where is your business in that workflow? So what we're going to do today to start off with, is actually spec out what the actual full picture looks like, okay? What the full picture looks like. Then, following this, we're going to identify where you are in that workflow. So we're going to focus on the actual helicopter view of the full picture, okay? Now, also know this. We'll add in one, two, sometimes three strategies a month. So this will be appended as we go through. So as we move through, this document will be appended. So if you need campaign, it's, i.e. you need clients, candidates, you'll go to that part of the members area. If you're looking to nurture, go to that part of the members area. And this is going to expand. So where we are now, fast forward six months, there'll probably be an additional 20 strategies in here. Indeed, some of these will be removed, replicated, improved, scaled, etc. So the very first thing we're going to do is I want you to, to get a helicopter view of where we, where we are. Of where we are, okay? So I want you to, to draw this out with me. I want you to draw a grid. I want you to draw this grid. And I want you to get the, the mindset behind this. So when your consultants say, yeah, we don't need to do that because, or if we do this, we get ABC. I want you to get the actual understanding behind what we're doing. Now remember, we're looking to create a business, not have you as a recruiter, we're looking to create a business. So three core phases we're actually going to be moving through. Number one, we're going to aim. Who's our client? Who's our candidate? What's the niche we're going to dominate? Number two, we're going to automate. Number three, we're going to accelerate. This is what I'm really, really excited about next year for you guys. Three phases. Now. As we go through these phases, I want you to take each one of these phases as a distinct phase, but also know you might be in a different position from someone else when you, when you join the inner circle. So in terms of aim, there are three core accelerators that we need to employ. Three core, core accelerators we need to employ. First is, we need to install the model foundations. Install the model foundations. Why? Because we need the foundational element in place. Later on, we're going to install seven-figure plus model. But we must get the foundations in place to start with. Number two, still in aim. We're going to build our market data sets. So there are 10,000 candidates in the market. Let's have all 10,000 in our database. So we're going to build our data sets. 
Number three. I'm going to attain, keyword, sustainable. Keyword, sustainable authority. So we had a, um, a gentleman who came to us just, just recently, last um, week or so, and said, hey, guys, I want to come in for three months. Let me pay, pay you for three months up front. Bam. I want to come in and get some really cool stuff and go. No. Why not? Because you're going to get some really cool results, but then you're going to go up and you're going to go down. We want sustainability. So for some of you, it might be slower than someone else. But the key word is sustainable. So in phase one, it's about aiming. Who's our client? Who's our candidate? What niche we in? Now, in terms of what happens if we do or do not do these things, if we do or do not do these things, so if we don't actually install the foundations, and again, um, you, I may be talking to you, I may not be talking to you. I've seen it countless times. The amount of people that um, will run off with double R, double R, get really, really excited, do some awesome things for six months, and then tail between the legs six months later, and we've got a mess. Why? Because we're not thinking strategically. So we need to install the model foundations. Now, I'm not going to go through every single um, project right now. We'll do that in a second. Now, if we don't do this, what you're going to do is build your business on quicksand. You're going to build it on quicksand. It's going to evaporate. Next, building data sets. Now, some of you I've spoken to, some of you may have spoken to um, another person, a part of the process joins the inner circle, and asks you for a set of metrics. Those of you in London, we've got guys in London who are doing uh, multiple seven figures. We've got guys who are a startup. And guess what? Every single one on that second afternoon, every single person, we had the same challenge, didn't we, guys, those, those of you who were there? The guys who were doing seven figures plus and the guys who were doing in startup phase and everything in between, we had the same challenges. So just by looking at your metrics, typically we can understand what sort of business you're running. Now, if we don't build data sets in a strategic manner, what you will revert back to is traditional, traditional approaches. So Simon came all the way from Australia. Really, really cool. Went from 20K a month to 30K a month. But actually, when we spoke to him, he should be doing 100K a month. He, he went through a process, did, got some really good results, then went back to the old way of doing things. The traditional way of doing things, nah. So if we haven't got the data sets in place, chances are you're running traditional recruitment. We're using LinkedIn, posting job ads. We're reverse engineering steps, seeing who's hiring. We little black book, referrals, da 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 da. Next, if we haven't got sustainable authority, sustainable authority, what is going to happen is you're going to be part of the noise. Now, it could be, I have to start my podcast. So I saw that Terry, awesome, is already by looks at the top of the charts in, um, in iTunes. I just had a quick glance. Look, looked like it. that's what um, Terry was saying. Great. But keyword sustainable. If we don't, you'll be part of the noise. As the rest of the market hear about these things we need to be doing online. Now, when we get this right, if we've installed the model foundations, what you're going to have is this. You're going to have certainty. You're going to have certainty. There may be Joe Bloggs down the street or another guy's come into your niche and he's running and doing some campaign elements. But if you've installed your foundations properly, we've gone through the foundational approach properly, you can have certainty. You can have certainty. So right now in my own business, we're um, to the outside world, we're taking a, we've stopped, we're taking a pause. What we're actually doing is getting our foundations in place. 
We're getting our workflow in place. So we're going through the very same elements that you need to go through. So we're making sure we've got the foundations in place. Otherwise, when I come down here, this is going to fall over. Now next, in terms of building our data sets, if we don't build our data sets, we're going to revert back to doing what we've always done in recruitment, the old school way of doing things, in an overwhelming, up and down months, feast and famine. If we do this properly, what you've got is two things. One, you've got an asset. An asset. So if there are 20,000 candidates in your database, and we can use double R, double R to access them, and we get a 30% reply rate within 24 hours, or indeed a 70% reply rate within 12 hours, we've got an asset. Asset in two ways. One, we can turn that into cash pretty quickly. We can turn that into deals pretty quickly. But secondly, if you're looking to sell the business or replicate the business, we've got something of value to an investor. Now, in terms of the actual authority, again, key word is sustainable. Sustainable. So yes, I want you all your business to become the celebrity. So I think it was Darren was saying in, um, in London that he doesn't want to be so much the face of the business. Great. But what we do want to make sure is that the business has certainty. And that comes with sustainable authority. Not just going out and having a, a one-off webinar summit or um, a month of webinars. No, a consistent, sustainable position in the marketplace. So in this first phase, we're going to aim. We're going to install the model foundations. We're going to make sure we've got the platform to get to seven figures. Number two, we're going to build our data sets in place. So if there are 10,000 clients in the marketplace, let's have them in our data set. Let's have them in our networks. If there's 50,000 candidates, again, and then we map them. And number three, let's be the celebrity. Let's let our business attain that sustainable celebrity. So in the first set of accelerators, it's about making sure we've got the foundations. And what that really is about is making sure you're aiming and building the right infrastructure, the right data, the right positioning for your market. So that's what we're going to do inside AIM. Then we've got quicksand. If we don't build it on in the, in the right method, we're building on quicksand. If we do build it correctly, we've got certainty. We've got traditional approaches, which is 99.9% in the marketplace, as opposed to you guys, we're building an asset. And then what I don't want you to do is be part of the noise, because as recruitment wakes up to all things online and build a blog and they will come, go on Twitter and they will come, run a webinar and they will come. No, that's just noise. We want you to be the celebrity, but we want you to have certainty around that, okay? Now, next set of accelerators, automation. This is the one where most people, as you know, get really, really excited. This is for me, um, my, well, it's evolved as a passion, but now it's actually, it's just a staple of what we do. And it's a key, a key part of the process, but really just understand it's part of the process. We get too excited about jumping straight into automation and we miss the other accelerators. So, phase two, automate. So what we're going to do is we're going to break this down into three core accelerators. Now, for me, automation means two things, guys. Now, remember, my outcome for all of you, outcome for all, all of you is to get, you're a business owner, you're not a recruiter. You're a business owner, you're not a recruiter. So, if a process is running while you're asleep, that's automated. If we're using some awesome tool that we've taken from another industry, tweaked it, created templates, tested it tens of thousands of times, 
integrated it with another tool. That's also automation. So the three accelerators we're going to employ. Number one, we're going to install 10% campaign automation. 10% campaign automation. So most of you guys on the call will know, right now in your marketplace, there might be 10% of your clients who are hiring. 90% are not now. So if this is month one. We've got months two to 12. They're going to be at some point. This 10% here, how do we know who they are? So we go into LinkedIn, we pick up the phone, we go networking. We want to allow the automation to flag out who the 10% are and then bring them to us. The same for candidates. So we're going to install 10% automation for the candidates and the clients. But for candidates, it might be actually that maybe 70% of candidates are open to moving. It could be more, it could be 90%. But what we're going to do is we're going to install automation that brings the clients to us now who are like, yes, Steve, to speak on Monday, and the candidates who are, yeah, I'm open to moving. So the A's, B's, and C's, we cover in RRR, for example, and LinkedIn campaigns, and all that good stuff. Next. We're going to install the 90% automation. So we know 90% of clients are not going to be hiring now, but maybe, probably, in the next 12 months. So what do we do? We, we pick up the phone and chase them, and then we do nothing with them. Look, again, we're going to have the automation to nurture them. And we know we've got four different types of nurturing. We're not going to cover that now. We've covered that inside sessions. But we've got the 90% nurturing, we're going to cover that. So we're going to install that nurturing automation. And then we're going to leverage one-to-many. One-to-many deals on the client side and one-to-many candidates. So your job, again, you're not a recruiter. We need to have a process that brings the leads in, brings the candidates in, then your consultant, consultants, can then close, match up the candidate type A and the client type A. Candidate type B, client type B. So we need to bring this together. Now again, If we go out to the marketplace and we treat all of our clients and all our candidates the same, so for example, we go out on LinkedIn or we pick up the phone, we don't know who the 10% are, who the 90% are. Now, we can use um, strategies like the open identifier and, and identify open roles, and we can do some really cool ninja stuff. But also, if we've got all 10,000 candidates in our database or all 10,000 clients in our database, which we've done up here, then what we can do is we can run double R, double R, et cetera, with them. Now, if we don't do this, and we treat our clients and the candidates the same as everyone else does, we're going to be the same as everyone. We're going to be just another recruiter. Guess what? Killing your authority. Picking up the phone, just chasing. Ambulance. Not cool. If we forget about the 90%, we're just always chasing for the now. We actually lose that 90%. And we're always chasing now, the next week in front of us, next week, next week, next week. That damages your brand, and you're leaving a huge amount of money on the table. And if you're doing the client close, or if you're speaking to the candidates, guess what? You're the bottleneck. You are the constraint in the business. So we can 10x the leads coming in. Can't 10x your time. 
you're going to get into mad stress, mad overwhelm, have a breakdown. So we can bring the leads in, we can bring the candidates in, but if they're coming to you, what's the point? With 10x leads, we can't 10x your time. So we need to leverage the one-to-many model, both in terms of speaking to clients, closing clients, and the candidates, and matching the two up. Now, if we don't do this, if we don't do this, we basically have a, a traditional recruitment business. But all of you on the call are now doing this. But what I want you to get is this. The process isn't just double R, double R, bringing leads in or bringing candidates in. And they come to you and we get paid. Because if we can 10x leads coming in, we can't 10x your time. So we need to leverage this one-to-many sales, whether it be the client side or indeed the candidate side. So if we do this properly, what we can do is we can identify the 10% and also the A's, B's and C's. So A's are, yeah, we're hiring, let's speak on Monday, Jerry. The 90%, the 90%, two things actually happen when we nurture in the correct manner. And as you know, we've got a breakdown of four different models to nurture. Two things happen. One is you gain authority across that 12 months. And you have multiple, multiple touch points you might have 100 touch points before they're ready to move forward. Not because of you, because of their hiring cycle. Or if it's a candidate, not because of you, because the wife doesn't want to move until the new year. So these multiple touch points, we can automate that process. It isn't just setting up some dry autoresponder and all that crap that goes out and people push. As you know, there's a whole strategy behind this. We know we break down the first seven days, 14 days, three months, 12 months. There are four different drivers to um, get the client to take action, get the candidate to take action. If we do that properly, you're going to gain authority as you move through. And you're going to get them. And if we leverage the one-to-many sales element and the candidate element, what we're actually going to have is a business you can scale. Yeah, but only I can speak to clients. No, it's rubbish. Well, I can speak to candidates because I've got this magic power. No, rubbish. We all think that, myself included. But guess what? It's not true. So we need to automate the 10%. So this is the, um, right, Andy, I, want, I need to get paid quickly. I need to get clients quickly. I need to get candidates quickly. Bam, that's our 10%. That's our campaign automation. Then the 90%, what we're going to do is ignore them. No, we're going to nurture them. But then if we 10x the leads coming in, we don't want you to have 10x the accountability, responsibility. No, your team has to. Again, you're a business owner. Will it be perfect first of all? Of course not. If you're looking to go from 250K and you're saying you want to get to 3 million, if you want to get to 3 million, would you be speaking to clients? Would you be closing clients? Would you be speaking to candidates? Would you be matching up candidates and clients? No. So we need to leverage this model. Next, accelerate, accelerate. So first off, we need to install a seven-figure model. What does that mean? That means a model that fills elements of the above. So it brings authority, it brings leads, it brings the 90% and it brings the 10%. It sets up the one-to-many sale for you. So one strategy might have five different actual intentions and outcomes behind it. So you need to install the seven-figure model. Next, 
is to install the A player team. Whether you're looking to be completely virtual, or whether you've got an office, or whether you're looking to shut down your office, we need that A player team. We need that in shape. And next, this is something that I'm, I am, um, I'm so excited about. It's, um, if I was a little bit more um, on point right now, I'd be screaming down the mic at you. I sent out uh, a message to some members just to check in about six months ago, to check in on right how things going, what's your revenue, what's your profit, and what came back was quite surprising. And we did the same again in London. If we actually look at what we're doing here, we're setting up this business primarily to do two things typically. One is we want to get paid a, a, a shitload of money. Let's face it. Secondly, we want freedom. And then there might be other drivers like positioning, ego, whatever it might be, and we have to go down that route now. But what's the point of having a million dollars revenue if we're getting 200,000 profit? What's the point of that? So what we want to be able to do is actually take an objective control of this. So I mentioned on a call about six weeks ago, why, why can we not? So we're told by the client that the, that the payment cycle is 90 days. Why? We've been told a lot by the client that we can't go into PSL. We've been told an awful lot of things. We've changed it. How about we drive the client and we shorten that window down? And some of you have already done that. But same here. If we look at the outcome, the outcome is we want that cash. So the revenue, we talk about revenue. And that turns into profit. Awesome. Ultimately, it's your cash flow. So we want to get a grip on this. We want to get a real strong grip on this. And start with the end in mind. Now, you might recognize, go, shit, that's me. I'm earning X, but I'm actually taking home a little bit of Y. So we want to install the metrics to cash flow multiplier. We want to take control of this. And if you think about, right, actually this year I want to take home 500K, that doesn't necessarily mean you need to take home two or create 2 million. And there are members inside, the, and there's a, one particular former member of the inner circle who um, says they're doing ABC. The, the actual the end of it, they're barely breaking even. What's the point of this? Why would you have 10 in your team if you're barely breaking even? And there are other members in the group now who are doing high six figures who are, have got just a couple of VAs. So in the accelerate phase, it is what it says. It's about acceleration, but there's a process to this. So we need to get the, the foundations in place before we can get the seven-figure model in place. Now, if we don't have these... If we don't have these in place, what will happen is this. If we haven't got the actual model in place to support seven-figure, or indeed, some of you on the call now will say this is me, so I've spoken to you and said, Andy, I want to go into a new niche. And most of the time, I'm thinking, why? What's your outcome here? Why do you want to go into a new niche? Well, I want to, I want to, I want to double my, my, my revenue. What, what do you really want? Double your profit? Yeah, okay. What else do you want? And it might be a boredom of the current niche, or there might be another driver. But typically, you can satisfy what you want from digging deeper in your niche. So we need to make sure we've got the foundations in place. And if you can say objectively, yeah, I've put all this in place, new niche, fair enough. But 99% of you wouldn't have done this. So without the seven-figure model, what will happen is you might have a good period, 
but you might also go back to having a job. Don't take a good three months or a good six months as an indicator that we've made it. We've made it. Now, there are some, um, some people who think we're about to hit you know, a huge recession. Are we set up for it? Have we got our foundations in place? Are we exposed? Have we got the cash flow? Are we ready to take advantage of our competitors who go out of business? So with our model, ensure we've got that foundation. Ensure we've got the actual foundations in place. Then we can get the seven-figure model in shape. If we don't have that in shape, we might go back like snakes and ladders, back to the job mode. Next, it's still an A-player team. Keyword, A. A-player. So yeah, we do push virtual, but there are members on the call now who are doing over 10 million, and there are members on the call now who are startup. But all of you, it's about A player. And yes, all of you have virtual, every single one of you. Remember your job, you are a recruitment business owner. Business owner. So we wanna make sure that we remove the overwhelm. So it's just about getting more people, it's about the A player people. The next, if we haven't got this grip on our actual our outcome, what's the actual outcome for this 90 days, for this year? It isn't to do a million revenue. What's the true outcome? Well, I need X amount of profit, and then after that, in fact, tax comes out. And what's the actual true outcome? The very end game for you. But ultimately, we focus on profit, and we focus on well, revenue and profit, but really it's cash. And then there's an outcome for it. It could be your wife, it could be your spouse, it could be your husband. But we don't want this unhappiness at home, do we? And that's just being completely direct with you guys. This is about having a, a true business that gives you truly what you want. And 99% of recruitment businesses I've spoken to in the last five years has been money and freedom. And then it becomes the rest. Now, if we get these in shape, which we will we'll do this, we will do this. Once you've got your seven-figure model in place, You've got that certainty. And two things are going to happen. Number one, you're going to go into a new niche. Or you're going to dig deep in your current niche. And probably make an awful lot more, not always, but go into a new niche. But again, there are specific drivers for different individuals. So once we've got that model in place, and again, there's two models. Make sure you've got the foundations. Then we've got a seven-figure model. Why will we set up a seven-figure model when we're going out to the tens, hundreds of thousands of people globally when we haven't got the base elements in place? Oh, shit, I didn't actually do the work on the avatar. Fuck. Okay. So we spent all this time building a ABC funnel. So there's a process to this. Next, if you've got the A-player team, team in place, this work in one day a week is on. Some of you are doing a couple of days a week now, but it's on. Numerous of you on the call now have gone from six, seven days a week to one, two days a week. Numerous members of you on the call right now have gone from, Andy, I've not had a lot of life for 10 years. Kate, not, not had a lot of life for 10 years. Then on a cruise. And once you get a grip, a true grip on what our true outcome is, again, end in mind, then we get what we really, really want in terms of the actual finances. And we get a happy wife, happy husband, whatever it might be. True cash flow, true cash, not just revenue, not just profit. 
So this is the roadmap, but it's giving you a helicopter view because you might be at a different point for someone else. It's not cookie cutter. It's not, this is what everyone's going to do at every point. Some of you have used three or four strategies and got to seven figures. Some of you used one or two strategies and you're on the way to your first half a million. Some of you, it's different. But also know this. If our outcome is to get down here and to be earning X, there are some key elements that need to happen. If you're looking to sell the business, each one of these boxes needs to be fully ticked. If you're looking to have a business that gives you X amount of cash flow, great. What does that mean in real terms? What is the profit we need? What is the revenue we need? What needs to give you that sustainability or that ability to sleep at night? Sustainability. The model. So we go through three key phases, and they're conceptual phases. Aim, automate, and accelerate. But implementation, there are nine core accelerators. In some accelerators, there are going to be one or two strategies you might use. Some accelerators, you might use four or five. Now, what's been interesting for me going through this in the last sort of three, four months is when I've taken a helicopter view of the group and seen where we are and seen where the opportunity is for us to grow as a group, also you as individuals, it's interesting for me to see, right, we've got some gaps here. We've got some gaps that it's now given me focus on, right, we need to get a real grip on, on, on this. And in London, on that second day, what was interesting with whether the guys who are doing multiple seven figures or the guys who are in startup, we have the same key challenges in terms of our campaigns, which is crazy, but also really enlightening. So just know this, wherever you are, chances are someone else or multiple other people are in exactly the same place. But also know someone's gone through this. So I want to give you a helicopter view, first of all. So first off, guys, is that useful? But also, when we do a 30-day plan and a 90-day plan, guys, I want you to use this as a frame. As a right, let's look at where I am now. We know that if we focus all, always on, on campaigns, so always focus on, on this, so getting paid, and how? Why not? And the right pen, is it? If we always focus on campaigns, what you're going to get is um, you're going to get some good stuff going on. But also, we're going to get the, the quicksand element. Whether it be three months or, or six months or nine months, we haven't got the foundations in place. We haven't got the foundations in place. And again, take, sometimes taking that pause in your business, taking a step back and saying, right. Uh, and I said to Ben, I said to numerous people in London, a really cool exercise for me, something that I, I've done and when you see it on the wall, it's quite scary. But if you put a three-year plan on the wall, it's basically a calendar for 2017, 18, 19, or, or 20, and then you reverse engineer it and say, right, this needs to happen here. So if we want a PE ratio of, um, of X in 2020, what needs to happen before that? And you reverse engineer the steps. So we want to sell it for X amount of million, and we want to sell it for three, five, seven multiples. And you reverse engineer by three years. So that three years is a really small window really small window. And if you want to sell your business and all you focus on is campaigns and that approach, then yeah, you can have some cool stuff going on, but you're going to be losing zeros. And I don't think you'll get to the, to the three years. I think you'll go back to traditional. In fact, it's not a thing. I know. I'd, I'd, um, I bet my last cent on it. 
So it's important we get this because we often get lost in campaign, 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 but also what's the outcome? Where do we want to be in three years? So we're going to install the metrics. So install metrics to cash flow multiplier. So metrics to cash flow. So basically, we focus on getting X amount of revenue, then X amount of profit. But really, what you want, Judy, is X amount of cash in your pocket. So this is something that, um, my mistake, when I've looked down at the group, we've, we've done this in other formats, but not inside the inner circle. This is helpful to see what boxes need to work on, what orders to do them. Yeah. Awesome, guys. So let's do this. I want you to come to the document, and it's called the Ignition Roadmap. So this is what you need. Again, it's inside the Facebook group, guys. Give you 30 seconds or so to go and get it. Right then. So, the roadmap. So first thing to note, guys, is this. We've got a set of check marks. So implemented, is it converting, is it systemized and handed over? So guys, again, you're a business owner. You're a business owner. So each strategy, each strategy, four things actually happen. Number one, strategy is created, it's proven, it's tested. That's my job. That's Andy. That's why you're here. Next, get it implemented. Hey, Andy, I've got I've, I've run my first campaign. What's next? Okay, what's the what's the results? Well, we put put 100 through, and we got 10 percent. Okay, you get business out of it. Yeah, we've got one client. Great. So, so why have we not scaled it? Or no, I've got no clients. Okay, so it's not converting. So we implement, but we get it converting. And that's going to be iterative. Iterative. So it might take you one cycle, it might take you two cycles, but it's going to go round and round. And here's the thing. Those who get the iterative approach, oh, I've run it two, three times, it's not converting, and suddenly, bam, it converts. Those who get that are the guys who are going to do big. Or you might compare yourself to someone else inside the group and say, well, they've run their first campaign and X has happened. I've run five and it's not happened. It will happen. It will happen as long as you keep testing and you tweak it. Or you can go back to the old days and start doing what you've always done. It will happen. So the key word is converting. Then we get it systemized. We get it systemized. So the strategy is up and running, but it's documented, a five-year-old could run it. Or if you bring in three new members, or if you set up a new desk, as a standard operating procedure and someone else can run it. And number four, we hand it over. So you never do it again. So each one of these strategies, there's actually four checkpoints we want. There's four checkpoints. There we go. So what I'm gonna do is move through these and give you an expectation. I'm gonna spend literally about a minute or two on these because each one of these is covered in detail. So each one of these is covered in detail. So as I zoom through these, you take down the notes that are relevant to you. So build website 1.0, it's in the members area. The client candidate avatar power pack, inside the members area. In fact, it's coming out, it's been updated. 
the ID builder, it's in the members area. Everything is done for you. It's laid out already. So in the foundations phase, we're making sure we've got clarity on what our market, who our market, how our market operates. So building the website, website 1.0. So really there are two types of website. 1.0, which means when we start running campaigns, two things will happen. Your client or candidate will check out your website and probably check, check out your LinkedIn, depending on what marketplace you're in. It might be Facebook, it might be Zing. But check out your website. So 1.0. It doesn't have all the awesome automation funnels on it. It's 1.0. Next, avatar. Who's our client? Who's our client? So if you don't know who your client is, or if you're creating your client attainment system and you're, hit, you're basically hitting it in the wind, you probably need to do some avatar work. Next, the ID builder. Well, I don't know how to, how to create a strap line for us. I don't know how to create a USP. The ID builder is what you need. The first 90 days in a new niche. The first 90 days inside the inner circle. The first 90 days scaling in a niche. It'll give you a plan a view of what the 90 days will probably look like, give you an idea of some of the elements we're going to cover. Your LinkedIn profile. Your LinkedIn profile. We've got numerous modules on creating a LinkedIn profile. Rather than do that, we give you a fast start. For some of you, I'll say model a certain profile, i.e. copy it, then we'll review it, and that profile you're going to copy is a profile we've created inside the inner circle. So LinkedIn profile, we've done the hard work for you. Then we've got some hot seats. Hot seats are when one of our members comes on the call and they share how they've done something really cool. So um, here we've got Brandt, how he's launched a new agency using Maven webinars. We've got how a new agency has gone from startup into a systemized business. We've got how year's revenue in 30 days, chap comes in, 2K a month, he actually ends up getting a million pound tender offer in, I think it was 85 days. So Hot Seats, where a member comes on the call, and they share their story. So you can listen to someone who's gone through what you're going through, and quite frankly, two things. Number one, be damn inspired. And number two, see how to apply some of the elements we're talking about. Now, there's more elements we're going to put into the foundations. There's much more elements we're going to be putting in here. But what I've done is I've stripped back... Uh, over 50, 60% of what's inside the inner circle right now. And what I've also done is that I've created a gap analysis on what we need to fill in. So these are some core elements now, but also know, we know what we need to fill in for you. Phase two, building data sets. So the most important double R, double R LinkedIn numbers. You can spec out the size of the marketplace, who the client is, who the candidate is, get your exact numbers. Data mapping, match up the client type A's with the candidate type A's. B's to the B's. Then we've got various sessions on how to actually build up data sets. Again, we've got additional sessions, additional tools that are going to fill in here. So building up the data sets. Now, again, you might say, but Andy, I've, I've, there's about 20 sessions on this side of the inner circle. Again, I've stripped back. I've stripped right back and streamlined this. And I've also identified where we need to, we need to fill in the gaps because we, uh, we've missed a trick. I've missed a trick. I've missed a hole. Phase three, the authority. So the content canon. We've got creating the, the actual the content itself, but importantly, the conversion content. Whether it be your social media posts, whether it be creating video, we've got frameworks for all of this. 
So it isn't just creating a post, put it on LinkedIn, or we've got a framework for all of this. Maven webinars. Again, the entire process. How to speak to the Maven, laid out for you. Now, phase four, the 10% campaign automation. So let's think about what our outcome is here. Our outcome is we want clients, we want candidates now. That's what we're doing here. That's what we're doing here. So those of you I've had a game plan with, you'll see I'll give you certain, certain, um, certain strategies. In London, some of you had a certain uh, set of activities, set of tasks, right, do this. So for example, Mitch, we, when we spoke to Mitch, and Mitch, you know, Mitch and I bumped into each other afterwards. Um, and I was like, Mitch, you love you, man. You know, but it was, it's like, just focus on this, Mitch. Focus on this, because Mitch has got a big opportunity with the data set he's got in front of him. So if we run campaign automation against the data set, we've got a big opportunity. But someone else might have a different set of, set of steps. Someone else might be, right, we need to really amp up our phase two, our data sets. So in that game plan, I will tell you what to do. In London, we focused on each of you. And I'm really excited about the next time we get together in London. Hopefully all of you can come to that this time. It's um, really focus on your business. But in the 10% automation, there's lots of different ways we can get the client, we can get the candidate. But the key thing is we get a process implemented, a process converting, a process systemized, then we get it handed over so you don't do it again. Not trying to spin a dozen plates. Nurturing, the same. We did a whole month of creating our nurturing for 12 months. So we got our nurturing approach set up for 12 months. We've got the models and frameworks for the first seven days, 14 days, 30 days, 90 days, 12 months for clients, for candidates. If you nail that, you're in business. We introduced a new strategy in London, which for those of you who weren't there, we'll be getting the recording of that. Uh, I was hoping this week, but we have to wait and see. Um, but you'll be getting that also. Leveraging the one-to-many deals. So for the guys in London, again, I've pushed hard on the, on the CAS, the client attainment system, hard for two reasons. One is, I want, if there are 10, and for all of you this is, if there are 10,000 clients in your marketplace, there are 10,000 clients. I want all 10,000 to see a client attainment system webinar of yours in the next 12 months. And that webinar will be automated. If you, if you get that set up, or you create the webinar, which we're doing step by step with you, and you get your clients to go to that automated webinar, so your task becomes getting traffic into a webinar. We can do that with our eyes closed. If you get that done, this conversion of clients and conversion of matching up the candidates becomes really, really simple. But we want to remove you from the conversion process as much as possible. And it is possible. Um, John Salt, he, um, he said himself that one of the key drivers has been actually getting himself out of speaking to clients now. So he's actually not the constraint anymore. So the focus becomes amping up the actual lead flow. So your job becomes like Dr. Evil, focusing on the metrics and getting the traffic in, not speaking to clients. 
installing the seven-figure model. Again, each one of these, each one of these, we could actually use to apply sometimes to five, six different strategies. So we might use a Maven strategy that can get authority, that can get clients, that can get candidates. That can be a conversion tool. It can be a conversion event. It can flush out the 10% who are already now. We can use it as part of the nurturing process. But we must have the foundations in place to do this. Phase eight, a player team. So what we've done in the last year is we focused on the virtual side of things and we focused on um, third parties. You know, Mitch gave us a great strategy. What we want to be doing, well, what we're going to be doing in, in the next six months is amping that up, but also amping up primarily around getting you out of the business. So not just building up the team, but actually removing you from the business, i.e. project manager, project owner. If a project owner comes into your business, it runs your business, what do we need to do in terms of copyright? What do we need to do in terms of actually protecting your business? What do we need to do in terms of protecting your data so they can't run off with it? There's an awful lot that goes into this. And what I'm hoping to do for London, and again, uh, another carrot on the stick, is have a um, uh, very expensive lawyer come to London and, and take us through this process. Um, so it's not just about building the actual team around you, but it's about actually building the business. So we've got a business, essentially a business owner who's not a business owner. So we can truly remove you, but also protect you. Lots of you guys in the call know that you know we've gone through something pretty crappy in the last couple of months. Wake up call. Also, something really good, good has come out of it. So we've invested heavily in this side of things. But as I've mentioned to some of you one-to-one -one at dinner, what you're creating with your client attainment system is actually world-class intellectual property. What you're actually creating that's going out across the ether is world-class. No one else will be doing this. But my key focus for this phase is what we've done well, really well in this last 12 months, is we've amped up your, your business. So while you're asleep, you're getting leads in. While you're asleep, you're getting candidates in. While you're asleep, you're, essentially you're getting paid. But also, what we want to do next is, right, how do we truly remove you? But not just remove you, but remove you with confidence that your business isn't going to be sucked dry from a leech. Interesting question. And then phase nine, and this is where, for me, I, I, it became really transparent. Fuck, Andy, you've, you've, you've messed up here. We've been focusing on... With, with your metrics on what's the revenue, and then we look at the profit, that's not the true outcome. When, when I look at my own business, that isn't my measuring stick of success in any, any way, even financial, and it shouldn't be for you. And when I look to what we've actually shared with you, it's like, fuck, we've, we've, um, we've got a massive opportunity for you. Your outcome is to have X amount in your pocket. And then reverse engineer the steps, X is gonna happen. But then there's a, there's a dual a dual approach, and that is this. We're, what we're doing here is creating an asset, an asset that runs without you. And if we have an asset that runs without you, you can do one of two things. One of two things. One is you can have the asset run without you and become your, uh, well, essentially your, your, your ATM as such. That sounds a bit cliche and a bit glib, 
but also you're an asset that you might be looking to either replicate into a new niche, or indeed you might be looking to sell. And some of you older members of the Inner Circle will know that I um, had a breakfast in London about three years ago. We had 10 of the, the, the big directors from, from London and asked them about their approach to selling their business. I was amazed at what I heard. Amazed what I heard. So there's a big opportunity here. One is, let's focus on your cash flow, but also, how do we create the asset that you can actually sell, if that's where you're going? Or if you're not going to sell, remember what I said before. Replicate into a new niche. So revenue doesn't really mean doesn't really mean shit, does it? What's your actual outcome in terms of your 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 pocket? And then reverse engineer the steps. So I'm really excited about what's coming. Because for me, it's uh, an opportunity to identify where you are in the workflow, but then also let's fill the damn hole. Let's fill it. But what we tend to do each 30 days, when we do a 30-day 30, 30 plan, oh, here we go, we're doing a 30-day plan, oh, shit, what's the constraint, da, 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 da. And what we do is this, we focus on the campaigns, which is great. But also, we need to understand, what is your true outcome? What's your true outcome? So if you put that on, on your wall, if you go onto Amazon now or eBay, and you buy a wall chart, you're 2018, 2020, and you stick them together, say, right, if I'm going to sell here, or whatever your, your outcome is, if I'm going to sell, or if I'm going to have X amount coming in, what needs to happen? And we start to reverse engineer. It becomes scary. So that three years becomes a really short period of time. It becomes a really short period of time. And I recommend all of you do that. For those of you who haven't yet got the Scrum board, if you go inside the members area or inside Facebook group and search for Scrum, you'll find the, the Scrum board you can print off and get on your wall. But I also recommend we do this. What are we doing here? Are we, are we on a treadmill? Or, you know, it's crazy how quickly time goes by. And I don't want to sound like a dad, but I'm, I'm going to sound like a dad. So where do we put a stake in the ground and say, right, what's the actual outcome? And I posted inside the, the group about six months ago and said, the best book I've read this year, Making Money Will Kill Your Business. And it's a right between the eyes. So to recap, what we've got is a model, a framework, a framework which is proven. But the big lesson is this. If I could take one learning for the last five, six years and say, do not do this, it would be, do not stay in this box of campaign, 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 campaign. If I could take one thing and advise any of you, it would be that. But the reason why we do it, especially recruitment business owners, is because we've, we don't see further than the end of our nose sometimes. Now, I know inside the group we spoke about um, how well, Terry you know, shared in, you know, how he's built his data set of over half a million. and He's thinking systematically, which is awesome. So understand there's a framework, but also understand what is the outcome for you? What does the end really look like? So when we do these plans, we do a 30-day plan, and indeed, when we get to December, so December for us in the Inner Circle is one of the big, biggest months of the year. We actually plan out the entire 2018. And it isn't just being woo-woo, 
It's what, what, what is the end? What, what is the end? It's just too easy to slip into next month, next month, next, next month. It's just crazy, crazy way of thinking. So what's the end for you? So I recommend actions. I do three things if I was you. Action number one, I would buy three wall charts. Wherever you are now watching this in the future, now in October or November as we are now, you can still go and buy a diary for 2017 stroke 18. And I wouldn't let November and December just flush away. But what's your outcome for the next three years? That's action one. Action two, look at this chart. Look at this chart and just with a conceptual feel, just take a view of this and say, right, number this. Out of 10, where am I really here? I'm probably four out of 10. Well, data sets, have I really taken this seriously? So Terry might say, well, you know, I'm a, I'm a 10 out of 10. Or well, Terry has got really high... Um, Quality factors, Terry say, oh, I think I can get more, you know, et cetera, or get better, or I must say I'm a nine out of 10. But where are you for each of these out of 10? Maybe your cash flow screwed. Right now, I, I bet if you went to your, if you printed off your bank statements for the last 90 days, you could probably save $1,000 a month, $500 a month on crap. But where are you out of 10 for each of those, number two? And number three, when we look at this chart, look at the steps, and say, right, I'm running through double double. great. Have we really got it converted? Have we really got it systemized? Have we handed it over? Now, you don't need to have everything. Of course you don't. But also, if our end game is to have this asset that we can sell, or indeed an asset that runs without us, these things... You need components of each of these in place, 100%. There isn't, there isn't a, a short route to this. The short route and you know, the guys out there who try and copy what we do, etc. they talk about campaigns. And it's, the, it's scary. You're creating a business here, and a business is it's bloody hard work, and we all know that. It's the hardest thing you're ever going to do. But also know there's a framework, and every single thing here has been done by someone else. Use the hot seats in the members area. Use the templates. Use the strategies. So that said, I just want to give you a helicopter view of, of the framework, let you know that there is a process behind it. Then each 30 days, Yes, we're going to focus on how do we get paid in the next 30 days. And so we should. We need to stick close to the money. But also, what was 2 out of 10 on here? What was 1 out of 10 on here? Where are the big holes? What could we fill quick, quickest in the next 30 days, next 90 days? So if you go through and mark these out of 10, what's your big gaps? If we could just complete one element of one accelerator, so maybe it's authority. And again, I'm just going to finish on this. The lesson that, the one lesson I could give you is I've seen it happen too many times now, too many times. That's why we don't, we don't sell strategies individually anymore. It's because you can do some really cool things with campaigns. It's not sustainable just to run campaigns. It's not sustainable. So we need to mix it up. So that said, guys, what I'm going to do is... First off, I want to hear from you. What's your key 
learning from that? What's your biggest takeaway from that? What's the biggest insight from that? Or, no, no, in fact, number one, what's your biggest insight? Or your biggest aha moment or your biggest light bulb was going off? Heart the air is most applicable to me. Rank strengths and wins. Yeah, execute. We need to move quickly from double R, double R to nurturing. Yeah, we need to have double R, double R running in the background. So like breathing, it just happens without you. Absolutely, Travis. Great insight. I can see the whole picture instead of just going on blind faith. So Lynn, what we're doing here is taking a view of all the different strategies, okay? Cool. So next question, in terms of where you are on here, so let's look at, if you're setting up a, either going into a new niche, if you're going into a new niche, or if you're, you're planning out your next 30 days, next 90 days, when you look at this, what do you think might be three projects or three accelerators that you need to focus on? What do you think the three might be for you? When we do the 30-day plan, I want you to come with that, okay? I want you to come with that. <clears throat> You're right, Leo. Who is going into a new niche, first of all? Or who is, or who is starting up? Or who is um, digging deeper inside a niche? And then, if you're in a, an existing niche, and you're looking to either break through a plateau, or you're looking to scale, what's that niche? So I'm going to unmute Brown first of all. And guys, I want you to listen to, to Brown. You there, Brown? The voice of radio is back. <laughs> uh, how are you doing, Brown? <laughs> I'm doing well, Andy. I'm, I'm so sorry you got my laryngitis in London. You know, we, we have to stop meeting like that. Well, my, my wife did talk. She, she said that something was up. <laughs> so I, said it, I said it was the trousers that did it for me, Brown. Uh, uh, <laughs> Uh, it was a wonderful time, and you know, really, uh, thank you for all your efforts. I know that all of us that attend and a couple of Yanks that were in the room got a lot out of it. And we only hope the next one can be in the states, Andy. It it sounds like we're going to London again. Well, the plan. Well, the, what we're doing in uh, is we're focusing on the UK for the next Q1. Then we're over to the states. Um, so all right. we're really, really all excited right. about it. So uh, yes, <laughs> it comes down to numbers. So in terms of uh, let's focus on your, your your new business, shall we? Um, yeah, absolutely. T taking that view, what's the, sort of the key insight for you, Brian, in terms of the, the so uh, give everyone a call and uh, a brief intro to the new business, uh, where you are now, what it is, so we've got some context. And then what's the key insight for you or the key, um, maybe the, the key set of projects you think, hmm, that's where we need to focus. Right. So uh, Christian Crown and I, many of you met Christian at the intensive, uh, partnered together to launch Renew, which will focus on global talent in the executive suite for the renewables business um, and we will launch initially focusing on wind power search in Europe and uh, we're putting together all of the plans for that we hope to have a soft launch before the end of the year and be full throttle by January cool so, we, so we've got a brand new niche across the pond we've got um, a business partner in, in Europe completely from from the ground up so with that in mind what, what would you say is the, uh, is the key insight you've taken from looking at that model? And maybe for the first year, not just the first 30 days, but the first year. 
Well, the key insight and what drove us to the category was research that uh, first I conducted with a U.S.-based research firm and then Christian conducted for Europe and Asia, which determined not only was this a huge category, but one that offered tremendous growth and from our own analysis, underserved by experts in the industry. Cool. So you're... And, and the industry defined as both recruiting experts as well as renewable energy experts, which is obviously Christian's forte. So that was focusing then on the, we've done the analysis in terms of building the data set, haven't we, in, in the aim phase. So we've done some really deep analysis here, guys. So Brandt has actually um, commissioned a company to run uh, some external third-party analysis, and he's come back with, yeah, this is right for the picking. So in that aim phase, we've done the first part of building the data set pretty on point. In terms of the actual implementation steps in Brandt, what, what do you think is your maybe your first 90 days? What does it look like for you, do you think? Right. Well, we're pretty much in that now. Um, we've done everything from identification of, you know, lawyers that we would work with on developing partnership agreement, uh, registration of company, um, putting together, obviously, the documentation that we need um, and all of the elements to operate, you know, <laughs> above and board. Um, through the inner circle, we've gotten some tremendous references and referrals, and I want to just call out all the great folks who have helped us along the way. Uh, we've identified a bookkeeping partner. We're in the process of selecting accounting partner. So just basically the blocking and tackling of putting together the elements of what we have to do to set up the business. As it relates to marketing, Andy, as you know, we've had a couple of conversations with you. Christian's been attending the inner circle for, I think, going on about three months now. Um, and we've had several sessions where we've been mapping out the basics, right? So we've started with the data sets, as you've said, yep. first looking at, you know, the companies that are in the industry. Uh, we're now going to be, you know, literally scraping LinkedIn to build out those data sets of both candidates as well as uh, client um, prospects. Um, but the first thing we did was really look at our own contacts. You know, Christian, of course, has deeper contacts coming directly out of the industry. Christian has not been in recruiting before other than what he's done on the corporate side, but has been 10 years uh, and still is working in the industry doing special projects at the moment. And we both took a look at our LinkedIn and our connections and put together the few hundred people between the two of us that we know. And, and that'll be kind of our warm contacts to start, right? So yep. we'll have a special campaign that'll go after them. Uh, we've also identified a number of senior leaders in the industry that might be interested in board positions. One of the strategies, and I think we shared this with you when we met, is is to go after some of these firms and <clears throat> identify if there are board positions available and, you know, perhaps even do some gratis work to get started so that we can not only um, plant some seeds about who we are, but plant some seeds within the companies that would be supporters of us as yeah. we would grow, you know, with staffing with them. Um, you know, we've been working on a logo and selling idea. Thanks again to all the folks in their circle have been giving us great, you know, feedback on that. Um, and our next step is to really put in place all of the marketing elements, Andy, uh, including the website, um, you know, the double R, double R campaigns, the yeah. referral campaigns that we intend to place, and obviously the they're reaching out to both warm as well as prospective clients in Canada. So, so what's interesting then is if we, if we look at what we've got in front of us, and Brent, your your focus at the moment, then we could um, summarize as, as as this sort of area, isn't it? We've taken these three boxes. 
we've taken elements from these three. And not, not everything, but the, the websites and some, some base avatar work, building data sets, one of the first campaigns. So that's your, that's your, your first focus, isn't it? So we've done some, some aim and some of the automation piece. And then, of course, that will transition later on. Once we get it into traction mode and we get it running, then we'll pick up other elements. Um, Correct. So some of you on the call, your, your first 90 days will be completely different. Some of you on the call will be, we need to do some work in the, in the authority space. We need to do some work. We might have campaigns running. So it's ensuring here. So it, although we've got a framework, notice that with Brandt, we're not just taking the first three boxes in a sequential order. We're taking elements from the first two, but then also getting campaigns running quickly. So again, guys, take a helicopter view of where we are. This isn't chronological necessarily, but it's ensuring it's almost like shopping. What do we need now? Um, in terms of your, your, your constraints right now, Brandt, what would you say the constraints are or indeed you think they will be? Well, you know, <laughs> my biggest constraint is always myself, right? And I've told that to you multiple times. Yeah. Um, you not just with regards to the time, you know, frankly, with the way our ROI is running right now, I actually have a lot more free time, right? So I'm not only making more money to your earlier point, but, you know, it's allowed the efficiency in my business today has allowed me to explore this new direction. So the good news is that, you know, I've been able to devote time. Um, Christian, of course, is working on some projects, so, you know, he's juggling that as well. Uh, but for us, it's, it's really, you know, having some pretty aggressive objectives and then saying, gosh, you know, we need three weeks to develop a partnership agreement. Or, you know, for example, one of the areas that we want to take a look at, but we've decided to wait on is the content canon and the development, because one of the things that we want to make sure we do is we have a really good foundation about who our avatar is, what our unique selling proposition is, you know, get out there and get some initial experience, talk to and learn more about our avatar before we really kind of step into that authority and credibility building. You know, um, that's probably one of the key differences yeah. of where I was with ROI and starting with you versus this. Yeah. You know, I, I went into content real early because I knew who the market was and I knew I wanted to say to them and that's running great. With this, we've kind of taken a pause and said, you know, we probably want to wait a little bit. We want to learn a little bit before we go down that road. So, um, you know, back to your question, the biggest constraint is really just time, you know, to put in all the elements. Um, but, you know, I think we're, we're pretty confident and Christian can tell you in the chat box whether he agrees. Uh, but, you know, a, a soft launch this year, you know, getting maybe a first deal before the end of the year would be great but I think we're going to be able to get out the door full throttle in January. And that's what, you know, we currently have on our, on our time frame. Nice. So, so difference here, guys, just the, the, just so you get the insight for what Brands to share with you with Brands, uh, I call it current business. So the, the middle market in the U S Brand knows it back to front. So with creating the content canon, Brand knows that back to front. He can go straight into content canon, straight into webinars and all that cool stuff. In this instance, new niche, we actually need to do some work on the avatar. So if we went into creating the content canon straight away, or indeed went to the, the webinar side of things straight away, the chances are we're going to create something that's off point. So there's a need to do the work on the avatar. So right. for those of you who are creating your client attainment system, and it's, uh, um, it's, it's still not airy-fairy, it's still generalized, it's going to improve as you get to know your marketplace more. But also know there might be some work you need to do on the avatar piece. But if you can imagine this, if we, if we spend... Uh, eight hours on the avatar work, 
that may then proliferate into 80 hours of work later on. So it's going to make sense to do it properly up front. But also, if you're in an existing niche, chances are you're going to know more than your, your competitors. And if you follow the client attainment system, you're going to get what you need. But what Brandt's done there, guys, is he's taken a step back and said, we're doing this seriously. We're here to make some, some, some big inroads. So we're going, to we're going to be taking it slower. I think that's the key lesson here for Brandt in this, in this case. Um, well, and I, and I would say, Andy, also picking and choosing. For example, as you know, with ROI, we got going on webinars right away. You know, we got paid really early on. We've continued to do it on a regular basis. It's yeah. a fundamental part of our program. Yeah. You know, Christian and I have talked about it. We may do webinars, but we're definitely going to do podcasts from the word go. Why? Because that's that's an easy one to knock down. We know who the, we know who our target companies are. We know who the CEOs are. You know, I'm setting up the format to do podcasts with ROI, so we're going to duplicate that, and that'll be probably one of the first things we'll roll with in terms of credibility and authority building, because that's a plug and play, you know, yep. easily formatted type of program, and and we know what to do and how to get that executed. Awesome. So we. we... We've taken basically we've taken a step back is, is the key thing here, I think for, for those of you on the call listen to what Brand's sharing. So with Brand's existing business, you well you know it you've lived and breathed it for many years, haven't you? But in this case, it's uh, this this pause you're taking now. I think it's going to pay off in you know 10x, 100x in terms of later on. So most of you on the call have probably got the mindset of, of screw this, I want to get started now, which is which is awesome. But also know that if you're still struggling in terms of your client attainment system, a chance to ask the avatar work. Um, having the comparison brand of going through, go for ROI, which is your, your bread and butter for X amount of years, and this new niche, what would you say would be the biggest, if you could take one lesson that you could give to someone who's going into a new niche or um, a startup, what would be the key lesson you've learned from going from into this new niche compared to what you've done before? I'll automate from the word go. I mean... You know, no question that setting up these programs that will work for us, you know, <laughs> while we sleep, as you say, is probably the, the number one learning. Um, number two, really understand what our differentiation is. And, you know, we're still figuring that out, but we've got a pretty good handle on it. And I mentioned it earlier, you know, I'm bringing the expertise of recruiting and the executive suite and being able to really, you know, leverage all principles and the policies and the procedures that we've used with that. Christian's coming from an expert in the industry. You know, he knows the terminology, the ins and outs. He, you know, we've got zero learning curve when it comes to, you know, really kind of talking to the key prospects. So I think, you know, understanding and knowing our differentiation is going to be key when we get the, you know, well, why do we want to pay you guys a third, you know, a first year salary, you know, we're, we're paying 20% to our other recruiters, right? I mean, how, how often do we hear that argument? So, so that I think is probably number two. And I would say the third thing is, um, you know, kind of like you, you had referred to earlier, I learned the old way, right? You know, it was dialing for dollars. It was making the calls. You know, I think I told you this, I, my first mentor said, you got to kiss a lot of frogs before you find the prince. You know, my lips got puckered and I was <laughs> you know, from all those frogs. So, so, you know, clearly from this business, I mean, and this is what I'm really excited about. We're setting it up with the principles that leave all of that behind and, and really establish, 
what I've learned to be important, which is, you know, taking steps for a credit for credibility and authority building, taking steps towards automation and being able to really be, you know, very well equipped with the data because that's our IP, right? The contacts of the companies and the executives and the candidates there, you know, before we really even open the website, right? So, so we're going to have, you know, the cannons loaded and cocked and ready to go from day one. Awesome. So we've got automate from the start. We've got understand differentiation factors. And well, I've written drop the conditioning. So the, um, you know, the old school way of doing things, get straight into, right. into the new world. The new way. Yeah. yeah. Awesome. Well, Brian, what I'm going to do is just mute you up quickly. Is that cool? Yep. No worries. Thanks. Glad to get up. Take care, Brian. So there's, there's Brian, guys. So what insights did you get from Brian in terms of um, maybe going into a new niche or starting up or looking to break through a plateau? Also, if you're at the place now where you're, you're in an existing niche and you're looking to now indeed step up, go through our ne next phase, going back to our model, what's the key insight for you from that? Again, each one of these drills down to the actual session, the templates, the scripts. It's all laid out for you. It's not around the actual low-level tactics, but around the framework, around the framework. Discover how to build your recruitment employment agency using one to many automation and inbound strategies before anyone else in your market specialization. Check out recruitmentmarketinginternational.com.